Hey friends, Coach Shelby and Coach Christine, welcoming you in and letting you know it's time for Brunch Quick Bites Edition, where you can grab your miles with a side of smiles and take them on the run midday, in the afternoon, or a late night snack attack. And we're not going to have a long drawn out intro. We know everybody is getting geared up for that summer training for those fall races and we're going to go ahead and make our own list of the top five things every runner should do before the start of their new training season. But, you know, we got to still make it brunch and make it fun. So these aren't the usual, you know, everyday items that you'll find on Google. Right, Christine? Well, definitely so, because, I mean, we all kind of know if we've been running, if this isn't our first season, you should always check into your gear, check with your new running shoes. Maybe it's a great time to do it. There's a lot of really great practical things. And I think this list is practical, but a little bit with that touch of whimsy, just as important. So I'm very, very excited, Coach. And I am curious, how excited are you about your summer training? It's only 8,000 degrees. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> as I stepped outside and my daughter was like, why are you sweating? And we're like, we're not sweating yet. She goes, why do you have water on your face then? I'm like, okay, maybe we're sweating. Like, listen, it's Florida, but it is nothing compared to what Texas is getting right now. I just read a whole article I about know. how it's triple degrees. So if you're listening from Texas, I know we have a couple of our athletes in Texas right now. We are sending you some spritz and we hope you're not schwitzing all day long. I know. And actually, it's not just Texas. There's uh, quite a few locations right now that are in uh, some heat advisories. So friends, if you need to revisit our previous episode where we talked all about training in that summer heat, it's like we knew it was coming. <laughs> Imagine that. Maybe we're meteorologists. Is it meteorologists? Weather yeah. People? Maybe we're weather people. <laughs> and astrologists. We could see the future. We could see it in the stars. Or maybe we just knew it was going to be super hot because that's what it is every summer here. But with that said, Coach, we're going to be a little bit, we're going to keep it a little lighthearted, maybe keep it a little ice cold here to chill people out. I'm going to turn this over to you because I know that right out of the gate, this is something that I can I can see you doing it, not just for every season, but like practically every week that you have to run. I was going to say, I'm like, I think this is cheating because I make at <laughs> least, I don't know, one a day, but I'm going to go with power playlist party time. And I probably do make a playlist at least once a day because I love music. So this is really fun to do with your friends. I know we had done this on Spotify. We had a mashup and while we are very similar, our musical differences are hilarious almost as much as our movie differences. But you can go ahead and have each of your friends choose a song. We're big into putting up a poll in our TFB group and having everybody pick their favorite songs. But not only do you really get some amazing tunes out of it, it's really fun to get to know what everybody uses to pump up. I've already been very transparent in my own running. I do really, really, really heavy rap music. For some reason, that gets me in the groove, gets me ready to work. Um, but even like we had talked about in our Father's Day episode with Coach Casey, I also like putting on Adele and just cruising right along. But it's the best way to kind of freshen up your music. If you're a music listener, you can even add podcasts to your playlist. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. So if you want a little brunch break in the middle of your Rihanna or Bob Marley, I'm not going to judge. 
I love how you're plugging it right out of the gate. But yes, it does crack me up. I love this specific one so much because of the fact is, is that if you have your friends, if you bring your friends along with you for the party, even if they're not training with you, even if they're not even runners, but when you are out for a run, just knowing that that specific song came up from a friend or a family member will put a smile on your face. So I do think that is a great one to include at the onset of every summer training or training all year round. I actually did the trap version of Baby Shark during my first marathon. So when it came on, I thought of my kid and it did make me smile and it made it suck just a little bit less. I mean, I particularly, I, I don't even have a kid, which is maybe why I like that specific edition because it makes me smile. But I'm sure that for all you parents, it's probably a little torture. <laughs> What's well, on your list? Oh, without a doubt. I'm sure this doesn't surprise you. Just like yours doesn't surprise me at all. And one of the books that I read a few years ago and doing some like positive psychology research was the alter ego effect and how honing in on like your superhero alter ego can help you like gain confidence and strength and maybe even take on that extra persona that you may not have naturally. Speaking about Beyonce, we all know she had her Sasha Fierce that she kind of relied on to help her with at first. So this is the time to maybe dig a little deeper and find who your alter ego, your superpower individual may be that you want to name and hone in on. One of the things that the alter ego effect discusses greatly is the fact that you want a token, like a physical token that represents that specific alter ego. So I think that I've been doing that naturally. That's why I have my sparkly visors and they just bring a little extra pep in my step, help me to have a bit more joy in my run. So it doesn't have to be that. It could be whatever transforms you into that specific alter identity that helps you tap into that extra well of confidence and digging a little deeper when you have to through those training runs. I feel like we've talked about this before and I can't remember if it was during an episode or if it was when we were doing our group training group call, but do you actually have a name for your alter ego? You know, I don't. I mean, I've used to back in the day I did um, for a couple different things because I've used alter egos, I think probably through my entire adult life but I don't know that I need them as much anymore and that's actually something Beyonce discusses that she no longer needs Sasha Fierce kind of like now feels that confidence that she originally needed from Sasha so she's kind of integrated her so I personally don't actually have a name except for my grumpy version of Christine and that will probably always be Grumpelina and I don't really want to necessarily integrate her into my everyday. <laughs> <laughs> we had that whole conversation. We were texting back and forth with one of our mutual friends and we were talking about what costumes we were going to be for wine and dine this year. And I think you even said like, well, I could be Grumbelina, but I don't think I need that at 5 a.m. No, let's, and you're being so generous, 5 a.m. 5 a.m. is like when the actual race starts. We're up at 2 a.m. and then driving at three and then sitting around for a couple of hours. So yeah. I'm trying to soft sell it to everybody, Christine. <laughs> Run Disney doesn't need their soft sell, my friend. <laughs> Well, I feel like this next one on the list has to be all you, my friend. So as we continue in this top five list, bring it bring it home. What's your next one that people must include in their new training season 
warm up. I, I mean, of. I do this before we record. I do really weird warm up moves. So before every recording, any of our guests listening can attest to this. I do like a really awkward dance shoulder shimmy. I like doing that when I'm warming up too. A lot of times I will dance as a warm up, do a little rump shaking. I try to get low, but then I can't get back up. So I got to use a support or something. But even taking my everyday stretches, like my lunges and all of that, I'll do it to a beat. I'll do it just kind of moving however my body feels good. Because a lot of times we get so stagnant on what the clinical moves are. We don't have fun with it. So, uh, I mean, even even like cat cows, if you do yoga, anybody out there, and you actually make the sound with the mooing and the meowing, it's a little weird. <laughs> like if you do it out in public, you might get some extra funny looks. But again, it's it's a going back to the not taking this so seriously. And this isn't something that you just keep on like before your training cycle. Do it throughout. And again, all of mine kind of interconnect with each other. So maybe yours is trap music. Maybe yours is a trap baby shark. Like you can get a good sweat on and get some good stretching in just in that. And I know that you're a fan of my dance moves, Christine. I am. And I think all of our guests are. And it actually, she's not kidding. Not only does she do the little awkward shakeout dance before we actually go on the mic, she'll then off, she'll also identify it to everybody who's watching her as we're on these video chats kind of a thing. So it does make me laugh. She absolutely is the queen of, well, you're the queen of warm up and cool down. Like that is your jam. So I'm not surprised that you would include something fun. Do you name them though? Or is it just, is it just your, your warm up? That's probably the one thing in my life I don't name, mm, but coach. it is, I, I mean, <laughs> now I'm going to think about it, of course, but my, my go-to is like a mix between twerking and like the running man. So I kind of just like back it up and I'll usually do it with my husband and he just looks at me like I'm, I mean, he knows I'm crazy, but I'm like, Hey, oh, Hey. And I just, I, that's what I do. Again, I'm not joking people. I love squats because I love my butt and apparently I really do work for it. That's so funny. I was just listening to another podcaster who was talking about how she's really connected her gym time or her workout time to mindfully thinking about what she's going to work on in there. And she talked all about her butt. She's like, I want to grow my glutes. So I think all about how like voluptuous and amazing my glutes are going to be. Um, so I love that she does that, which brings me kind of a little bit of a segue from your fun, wacky warm up moves where you twerk it out a little bit to my next on the list, which is, I think that when we get into any kind of a training season, we can sometimes get a little hard on ourselves. We'll start to compare to maybe previous seasons or I did it this morning, reflective. I just automatically just a reflex. I saw someone else's pace and their mileage. And I thought, oh, I didn't do anywhere near as much mileage and I didn't do anywhere near as fast. And then I had to catch myself and have that conversation where I just got out of that game of comparison. So what I'm going to suggest is that folks write a little love letter to your body. Now, coach, we've both have written love letters to running because we both feel we're absolutely in love with it. It's transformed our lives. But also really at the end of the day, 
what's transformed our lives has been us and our confidence to continue moving forward, even when things are challenging and our bodies have taken us there one step at a time. So friends, I want you to maybe take a couple of moments or maybe even do this while you're doing your wacky warm-up moves and just give a little ode. You could do a little poem. You could do a little limerick, if you will, maybe a haiku. Taking to appreciate and celebrating your body instead of looking at your legs being maybe thicker, as you know, I'm thick thigh girl, um, appreciating how strong they are, how they can carry us through all these miles or our arms, our stomach, that deep belly breathing that we do with our tummies, anything like that. So getting into that really good, positive mindset of our bodies really being these incredible vessels that we get to use. Do you want to hear my love letter real quick? To your body? Yeah. Is it a haiku? Sure. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Are you ready for it? Damn. Damn. (laughs) Is that a haiku? Do I need more words or can I just do do that? I think a haiku is a five, seven, five um, syllable, I think. Well, that counted for at least three (laughs) syllables. So damn, girl. There we go. That's that's my haiku of the day. Mic drop. You're welcome. (laughs) Now you know what's going to happen right around the corner. I feel like one of our games of the long run is going to have to be a haiku love letter to our bodies. I'm... (laughs) I'm really excited about that. And I actually is. did do that though postpartum. Because that was a really hard time. I don't know if I actually wrote it out. I might have just thought it, which I have a tendency to do a lot, which I actually should have put it on paper. But yeah, after postpartum, it was really hard to kind of reconcile where my body was physically. And then, you know, having pushed out a tiny human, there, there's a lot that goes on. And I remember having to really take stock and put my thoughts into into that proper format of I grew a child, I birthed a child, like literally I created a whole other life form. So calm yourself and just be thankful for what my body did, not all the extras that I could be. Yeah, that's so interesting. Again, I've been consuming a lot lately. So listening to a lot of audiobooks, a lot of podcasters and was just listening. And I think I shared it with you with somebody who said that they are angry with their body and they know that they need to kind of flip the script a bit. So they didn't get into writing a love letter. That kind of was something that evolved from from that conversation. And I thought of that. Yes, we can. Uh, There's a lot of times in our lives where we can get frustrated with our bodies, um, maybe because of being sidelined due to the I word that I'm afraid of saying, or because we're sick and, or sometimes we're just unrealistic. Like our body is tired. We've been putting it through the ringer, especially during your training season. And we're frustrated because it can't give us a little bit more, but really what it's doing is asking you to be kind to it. So I think this helps to kind of, as you kick off your training, giving that love letter to your body, appreciating it for all the miles that it's going to accumulate and all the places you shall go. I feel a little Dr. Seuss there. I was about to say, I'm like, isn't that Dr. Seuss? <laughs> I think I have a plaque that says that. <laughs> well, it might not be Dr. Seuss, but my next one definitely has a little Disney nod to it. And I love dressing up a little goofy, if you will, which I know Tara, who we had on the show during her runs and her training runs, she definitely embraces the costume. Brittany Charbonneau, the funny runner, she embraces it. So I'm asking all y'all to embrace it. Wear something fun. It doesn't have to be this big run Disney style costume. Can mismatch socks. Bring out your your tie dye and your stripes. I actually love running in stuff that does not match or is obs- ob- like obnoxious to the umpteenth degree. 
because it makes me happy. And it's, it's like the one time. Mood. Yeah, it's the one time that like you, there are no rules. You don't have right. to match. You're not going into a business meeting. Nobody cares if you look posh or professional. You could do whatever you want. So I love the fact that you embrace that. So do you have something that you gravitate toward more often than other times whenever you want to have that extra little bit of silliness uh, or quirkiness? I have one running tank top that is a tie-dye. It's like a no-name brand. I don't even know where I got it. I have that. I have a bright yellow. As funny as it is, I'm wearing tie-dye now. <laughs> <laughs> but I love like my bright sneakers. I love that running sneakers primarily are really loud colors. Because yeah. it mm -hmm. does. It just puts a smile on my face. Um, I did really get a lot of joy, though, with all the Run Disney costumes. Because it made me feel just lighthearted and no one cares what you're wearing when you are running i mean seriously you know what i saw on the calendar coming up for us is our costume decision date for wine and dine <laughs> <laughs> oh no really yes it's, it'll literally be here within like a couple of weeks we have an official decision date because this is what's on our work calendar guys <laughs> this is very important stuff um and i think i think it's exciting but obviously we've got a lot going on. So we want to try to give ourselves a little extra time so that we're not. So we're actually being able to sleep before race weekends versus having you put together uh, our costume. So yes, if friends, if you guys have some ideas of some characters that you think that we should particularly, that we should maybe take into consideration, this is a great time to share it with us. Hit us up at info at timeforbrunch.com or, or tag us on social media. There's actually a whole, it's not running related, but there's a whole joke that partners get together and get the same shirts or the same piece of clothing for their spouse. And they all go to the same party and don't tell their spouse what's going on. So everybody shows up and they're wearing the same shirt. And they actually did this at a graduation with dads. And a whole bunch of people got together and got the dads to get the same exact shirt. So you just see the graduation video and every dad has the same exact shirt on without knowing it. Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. I love that. So are you saying that we should do that? <laughs> I mean, I have no idea how, but it would be really cool. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, friends, we've we've gone through our top five, maybe a little bit funny, a little silly, uh, a little out of the norm things that you should definitely do before your new training season. Or if you've already kicked off your training season, it's never too late, but we're going to leave it with one more bonus because I am such a big fan of this one, Coach. I had to sneak it in. So I know we had our official top five, but I love running vision boards. I can't tell you how much I love them. I do in between before every training season, if I'm looking at a specific specific, if I'm training for a PR or I'm training for something that really I have like, I want to keep my eyes on the prize. The running vision board is where I do it. But this is where I think it's a little bit different is I want to remind folks that there's a big difference between aspirational and inspirational. And then there's a huge difference between all of those things that can motivate us and then the stuff that just makes us feel cruddy. So when you're creating your running vision board, really try to make sure that you're filling it with those images or those words that make you feel empowered, that don't necessarily put you in a place of shame, if that makes any sense. So I know that when I first started doing this, I likely would have cut out certain imagery 
that maybe was like the six pack abs or something like that, where there's nothing wrong with that. And hey, if you have six pack abs, more power to you, of course, but it doesn't necessarily make me feel empowered because my abs do not show. They have a nice little um, covering over them. (laughs) I have a protective layer. (laughs) Yes. So it's about, you know, finding things that motivate you. If that motivates you, great. But if it makes you feel a little crappy, that's the opposite of what you want for your running vision board. But we've got some details about what's included in your running vision board in our running vision board giveaway. So if you want to sign up for that in the note, in our episode notes with that link, we'll get you that kit sent over to you and you'll have lots of little cool downloads and some suggestions so you can create your own vision board for running. Give me some glue, some scissors, and I can rule the world. Glitter. You have to I put mean, glitter in that. Don't forget about that. <laughs> well, what if it's glitter glue? What if I I'm mean, combined? Yeah, you you got to do that. That's like that's the best way of doing it. That's just called efficiency, my friend. So you can <laughs> save that energy for when you go out for your runs. So, friends, that's our top list, including the bonus. But we want to hear from you. Do you have some traditions that you employ before your new training season? Or were there some things that kind of didn't make it that you think we should have included? Do we need to do a part two for this? Mm-hmm. Um, super curious what folks might say. I feel like we'd be disappointed we didn't put any food on here. Well, I mean, do we do a top five things that people need to have for food before their training season? Ooh, <laughs> I, feel like, I don't know. I feel, I feel like that's what our lives are all about recently. Let's poll the people. So that's you got to tell us, what do we need a part two? And if so, what do you want to see in the part two? I yeah. mean, I'm voting for food, but that's no surprise. I'll always <laughs> vote for food. All right, friends, with that said, we can't wait for you to join us this Friday. We have a very special long brunch. It's pride filled with a special guest from Athlete Ally. And again, we are so grateful to have you here for this quick bites, for our long brunches, for our community. We hope that you're part of, you've joined in on our Facebook community or you're following us on Instagram. We really appreciate every single one of you. So with that said, we're going to see you again soon because regardless of when or where, We're going to continue serving up more miles with a side of smiles.